American dream is not dead. Listen to Neil and Jeff share their leadership experiences through a new kind of leadership podcast. This is The American Hustle. I'm leveled up. And this is my world Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever, however you are joining us. This is The American Hustle, where we believe the American dream is not dead. This is like a straight cup of coffee to get your blood pumping and fired up to talk about how we do better, how we do better in business, how we do better as individuals in our community and our uh, our general pursuit of daily life. And so that's what you have found today, folks. This is your first time joining us. I thank you so much for being here. My name is Neil with SFJ4x4.com and I am joined Per the usual, with my esteemed colleague, Jeff Shimani, the producer, the Italian Stallion. If you don't know what that's in reference to, you're definitely going to want to, I don't know, cruise back through some of these podcasts and 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 or our our flagship podcast, the I Speak Jeep podcast. That's right. Uh, and, you know, take a few minutes, go check, uh, like, subscribe, give us that five star review on this as well. And today we're going to be talking about the bridge. It's on fire. And we're continuing a conversation from last week. So if you haven't checked that out, the last two episodes really, uh, this is related to. And then from there, at the end of the episode, stay tuned for the quote of the week. Yeah, and and we're going to tell you how to get involved in this podcast as far as, you know, having a conversation with us and and being part of uh, selecting topics and uh, and just general feedback. And so we're, we're looking forward to, you know, people being involved in that capacity. The bridge, there was a song, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Do you remember that at all? I, I do remember yeah, that. Uh, it was, um, I think that was Tool uh, from the 90s. Was it Tool? I think it was. I think it was. Oh. I don't know. I don't uh, know. That's, that's what sticks out in my mind. We'll figure out. We'll fact check. We'll leave in a, a link in the description or something. You know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We're both music connoisseurs. Right. Right. So I, I, I actually kind of am bothered that I can't think of who that's by. Uh, well, that was, that was a classic. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it's, it's unfortunate to say that we're, we're, we are talking about classics at this point, but. Um, would it be dad rock? <laughs> <laughs> Only if we've got the uh, cargo pants and, and white New Balance shoes on, you right, know, yeah. semi-grass stain. But but ultimately, we're going to be talking about the f- what, as a continuation, like you said, of uh, of <laughs> burning down bridges. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes we burn bridges um, accidentally, you know, and sometimes we, we have to burn them intentionally. So... Is there a, a general synopsis from last week that you you feel like is valuable for our listeners? I mean, uh, we kind of just really started touching base on the idea of too much leverage, right? Um, and then we had a shorter episode, uh, so yes. I I just right. feel like we have a lot to dive right, into on right, this show. Right, and I think that we had started with you know three episodes back, we had the proper application of leverage, correct? Right, which is this phrase we use both figuratively and literally. As far as, uh, you know, needing to get things done, and, right? And we weren't talking about leverage in a finance sense, which is what most businesses, when they talk about leverage, are talking about finances. Sure, sure, sure. No, we're talking about uh, a little bit of customer service. Yep. Um, we're talking about uh, logistics, right, as far as uh, inter and intra-business communication. Yep. Um, relationships. And relationships, right? And so there was a, a number of 
Uh, I think that's a really good differentiation because there were a number of of concepts that we explored that were atypical, right? Yes. They were outside the 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 average experience or, or industry conversations, and that's ultimately what we're trying to do here in this organic conversation between you know uh, between us yeah and uh and our listeners is to offer you know some alternative perspective right so i think uh from the proper application of leverage was was kind of knowing exactly where to push a little harder where to uh you know leverage your resources Correct. Uh, and again not financially necessarily but uh, alternative resources to to then we fell down the rabbit hole of when you have too much leverage yep. and you can accidentally burn bridges, right? Yeah. Whether it be accidentally burning bridges or using leverage in a way that makes others uncomfortable. Sure. Uh, and we talked about last week, I had that story from the, the restaurant that I was at. So right. there's times where you could use leverage and to you, it's proper application, but Others around you may not see it that way, yes. and understanding that difference, right, and that, and that is somewhat unconventional application, right, and and so knowing the right time and place to to use that leverage and or ownership of it, right, yes. because in that in that situation, I don't know that you you know to say you you felt particularly bad about you know throwing the little side side of the mouth like hey do i do i get a discount for saving a human right uh, you know for your <laughs> restaurant that would have been bad publicity i honestly i'm here for that you know what i mean because those types of relationships and those actions should be rewarded and sometimes you have to advocate for yourself a little bit to say hey you know um you know, do I get a little? Do I get a little something, something for the fact that you're not in the headlines now? And, I, the, and I'm know, a firm believer: if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah, but yeah, there's yeah. times where it's not appropriate to ask, and and, and understanding that difference, and navigating. Um, you know, my wife and I have this this talking point, jokingly go, "No rules, 2023." Right? This idea that a lot of our social norms that um, that we once believed were foundational to to the American dream. Yeah. Right. Are they actually are they actually critical to the American dream? Right. So the the lot is changing in the world right now. And to say that people looked at the American dream, at the American uh, experience or Western experience and said, hey, these are the foundational principles. And now I think as a society, we're looking at it going, hey, maybe that's just superficial. Maybe right. Some of those things are actually scratching the surface, which is obviously what we're talking about in this podcast is to say some of that's just you know, superficial, trumped up malarkey. Right, you know? right. So to say that you're uncouth or, or uncultured to be like, yo, can I can I get a free milkshake because I saved a human? I don't think that's out of the question, you know, as long as it's done in an appropriate manner. Right, right. <clears throat> you're, right you're not going up there going, hey, I demand my meal to be free because I saved one of your customers. Correct. This is ridiculous. You're going to give me my meal free. No, that's, that's not the right attitude. That's not what we're doing, right? <laughs> there is a minutia of relationship there yeah so uh when it comes to you rock savage thank you sir <laughs> coffee on set fantastic all right we we should have him deliver coffee onto the i speak jeep podcast absolutely just so that people can see him you uh, know you just really want to build his intern status oh he's not an intern <laughs> but he is wearing flannel today and uh i've also got flannel on underneath so uh... if you know you know right all right, so burning bridges. So we, we talked about kind of the inadvertent necessarily last week, uh, or at least I feel like our overall concept last week was 
accidentally or inadvertently, yep. right? To say, to say that, hey, I know that this is a natural consequence, but I'm going to apply the leverage here anyways. Yeah. Right. The 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 conversation of you know you may have poured some gasoline on the bridge, you didn't actually burn it down, but right. you set the stage for it. Yes. Too. Those are things that we talked about last week. So this week. This week's I, I, this week I'm here to talk about setting out to burn bridges, right? To 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 actually just say, hey, this relationship is no longer working for us, and we need to be done. But we need to fulfill these qualifiers or conditions before we're done. So I think that, and then also uh, there was a bridge in Pittsburgh that caught fire years ago, and okay. you, I, be, being from that area with. Mm-hmm. Your your history, yeah, my, my spouse, my history, my love uh, affair with the you the area. you may actually know this, but the one bridge caught fire, and they let it burn mm. rather than putting it out. Yes, and sometimes it's important to let it burn. Yeah, I fantastic, and I think that's you know as we dig into these concepts, that's these two things are gonna what we're gonna explore, right? And and a little bit of that for folks who are listening in is going to deal. Um, twofold. One is going to be uh, intrapersonal uh, relationships. So this idea that we're going to let it burn to say, hey, you know what? This is no longer a healthy relationship between us. You could be on the board with somebody. You could be in a committee. You could be uh, trying to partner with somebody to do an initiative in your local community. Um, or it could be a business to business relationship and you need to just kind of let it burn. Yeah. Uh, you need to let it go. Uh, some other, you know, talking heads in the industry will, will talk about firing a customer. Yep. Um, I think that that goes along with this concept of, of burning bridges. Oh, so yeah. you can either intentionally say, uh, I'm here to help you. I'm here to assist you through this current uh, customer service problem you have. But from here, after this, we need to be done, right? Um, and that's the concept of firing a customer, right? So, so all too often as a society, we recognize the fact that not all employees fit in our in our vision, in our business model, in our pursuit. Right. Uh, sometimes, as that business owner, that entrepreneur, that CEO, that whoever, the manager, you need to go, hey, what am I bringing to the table? Why is this person not a good fit? Right. Once we've explored those concepts and we've ensured that their needs are met as an employee, that they're, they're, they're just genuinely not a good fit, then you have to terminate them. Yes. And, uh, and so why, as... Uh, individuals and in, in committees and boards and other organizational matters, and obviously businesses providing a service, why can't we terminate um, equally other people or individuals from our, you know, from our pursuit? And I can, I can factually tell you throughout my career, I have, I've fired customers, I have fired uh, contractors. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. However, I will also say, much to the credit of your conversation you were just saying there were times where i probably jumped the gun right where i did not take the time to make sure that they were set up for success on my end yes and because i didn't follow through with my end of it i ended up firing or burning a bridge that maybe wasn't necessary uh, without question and that is takes um i think uh, if there's one of the primary things that i hope that our listeners take away from this is 
a deep sense of uh, interpersonal reflection to yes. say, what am I doing to to create change, to better a situation? Um, I mean, as kids, we all grow up with this. You know, when you point fingers, you've got four pointing back at you or three pointing back, you know, whatever that, yeah, that yeah. is. Uh, why, as a society, we lose sight of that as a whole, I, I just genuinely don't understand. Well, but we do. One of the one of the ways that I look at it is, if you let's just say a contractor, because that's easy to think of firing sure. a contractor. You hire a contractor to come in and let's say put siding on your house, mm. and you tell them, okay, I want I need you to come and put siding on my house. I want it done by the end of the month. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm only available for you to come and do this during these days of the week on these hours. Sure. And then it rains every day of that week. Yes. Yes. Or every every time that during those times. Now you're mad at the contractor for not getting the job done. Right. But did you set them up for success? It was unrealistic expectations from the get go. Correct. And and I, and so much. Um, and I, I want to get into intentionally burning bridges or letting them burn. Um, and as a as a as a business, as a service provider, on the flip side of that, as a contractor going, hey, I really want this $4,000, you know, uh, siding job. Yep. Uh, hey, it's a cake job because it's in my town and I thought I was going to be able to sneak away, you know, because my travel time is limited and the product is uh, one that's available at every box store. It's not hard to get. You go, hey, I've got all these reasons to make it work. But if the relationship that has been extended to me is toxic then I need to let that bridge burn. Yep. I need to go, hey, you know, I see there's gasoline on the bridge. Um, maybe this really isn't going to work out. Yeah. Right? And and then you have to do damage control. That's just then the reality of the situation. You then have to do damage control to an extent to say, I did not burn the bridge down. Yep. I'm letting it burn. Yep. <laughs> you know? Um, but... But ultimately, and, and then I think there's a conversation of how we rise above as a business specifically. I think that's one of the things that I feel very strongly about our pursuit on how um, how we have allowed bridges to burn, mm -hmm. but we did it in a way that was with class and that was humble in the, in the approach and process. Yeah. Um, because I think that that's where, again, that very fine line is between a business owner who becomes irate and uh, flies off, you know, off off the cusp, and they're, you know, cr creating a scene both in person or maybe online. We've all seen it happen, um, and so for for the individual who is going to burn a bridge intentionally or let it stay burning, yeah, then we have to do it in such a way where we have the moral high ground. Right. Oh, yeah. And and the, the court of public opinion will always uh, rule supreme. And that is the biggest challenge uh, for anybody who's listening to this podcast, wanting to do better in life, that we can be as good of human beings uh, with as much clarity of thought and as much uh, purity of pursuit. But the court of public opinion will always reign supreme. And that's a very big challenge. So the the first time that I really fully understood that lesson, uh, I was actually firing a customer. Mm -hmm. I was 
in the process of doing it. Uh, we had a, a customer who brought us a, a lifetime warranty chair that had been warrantied six times. Oh, buddy. Oh, gosh. Um, it and was for, very... For our listeners, if you're not aware, Jeffrey spent um, a great bulk of his uh, professional retail experience prior to our our flagship business in the furniture industry. Yes. Um, and that was a big part of your professional retail experience. Absolutely. So, yep, go ahead. So this chair was blatantly destroyed. There was obvious abuse. Wow. Um, we had documentation that the last time we warranted it, we would no longer warranty this sure. chair. Sure. Uh, the customer pulled up into the parking lot, uh, insisted I come out and look at it. I said, well, we've already said we're not going to warranty your chairs anymore. He's like, well, it was a lifetime warranty. You have to. Mm-hmm. said, well, I'll tell you what, I will go look. If we can verify that it's a manu- de- manufacturer defect, I will warranty it one more time. <laughs> but that's it. Sure. I go out there, this chair is literally just splintered into pieces. Oh, my. We're God. talking a solid oak chair, dining chair, that is just in a ton of pieces. There's one big chunk of it left that's like half a seat and half the hoop back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, I'm so sorry, sir. This is not something I can warranty. Right. This is not a manufacturer defect. And he became irate. I told him again, I'm sorry, I will not take your chair. I, I am not going to warranty it. And he ultimately took the chair out, threw it at me. Oh, boy. And left it laying on the sidewalk. And I said, sir, I'm not responsible for this uh, chair. I highly recommend you pick it back up and take it with you and exit our premise. Mm-hmm. But it didn't go that way. He he just <laughs> he literally peeled out of the parking lot and sure. said, "I'll be back to pick up the new chair when you're ready." Oh boy. Uh so I called my regional manager. I was the assistant manager at this time. I called my regional manager and he said, "You know what? We're firing that customer. You know, we're we're right. done with it. Don't warranty it. Just put that in the back for now so that when he comes back, we can give that we back to give him." Give it back to him. This is your property. It smelled of cat urine. It sure. was it was just it was disgusting. Sure. It was a mess. Right. So I took it to the back, and then turns out the the mattress store that was connected to us it was the same same company but sister company. Sure. Uh, connected yep. same building. They had our delivery guys out swapping a box spring from the same customer's house. Oh my! Our delivery guys called the mattress store and said, we're, we're refusing to do this delivery. It's so disgusting. The mattress store said, no, no, I need you to just do it. You know, we'll document it and you won't go back there. Mm-hmm. They had to walk through uh, soaking wet carpets, uh, bugs, all sorts of things. The box spring was flattened like a pancake. Mm. Uh, they brought that back to the store. Uh, it, it, it was just... So bad. It was an that outrageous it, experience. They threw that immediately in the dumpster. Right. Yeah. It's just overall, the whole experience was just horrible. Yeah. And so yeah. so their regional, awful. their regional, my regional got together like, hey, as as a company, we are getting rid of this customer. This particular customer. We're done with it. Right. The store manager came back in. The store manager had been with the company longer than either of those regionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, no, we're going we're gonna to warranty this chair out. We're going to give him that new box spring. Hmm. I'm I'm like, why? So we got three people. We got an irate situation. And and okay, the so manager what's... goes, you need to call him up and tell him come pick up his new chair. I'm like, I'm I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I'm I, we're done with this customer. I, right. I've already gone up the corporate ladder. He goes, doesn't matter. Court of public opinion. We're gonna warranty this chair one last time. 
you're going to make it very clear that we will not do a delivery to this house anymore and that we will not do this chair swap anymore. Yeah. So on the, on the paperwork with it, we typed it all up. We had it very clear that we would no longer be ret- uh, honoring any warranties for this customer. Mm-hmm. That he was no longer welcome to be a customer in our store and that we would not warranty that anymore. And you know what? It ended decently enough. The guy came back, picked up his new chair. He grumbled, but he wasn't irate anymore. Yes. And in a court of public opinion, we did what we had to do. And I and I think that that is such a that is a a part of humbling, right? Which we're going to expand upon the the five H's, which I love so desperately. Yes. Um, <clears throat> that is a, a where we humble ourselves, right? Because I, in my own personal opinion, as my as I am a purveyor of humans and social interactions and and certainly business interactions, that is where uh, that is the situation is a very fine line where pride gets in the way of process. Oh, and it was a hundred percent. My pride was in the way in that situation. Yeah. I, I don't question that one bit. Uh, I learned a lot. I still think we did the right thing by firing the customer in the end, 100%. but burn that bridge. We, we burnt that bridge in a classy way, as you put it. Correct. Correct. And I think that, um, the only way it could have gone better is if I would have just done it right then and there. And I understand and see that now. Right. And hindsight's always going to be 2020. Even for our listeners, we can all think back and go, oh man, I really wish I would have handled this situation better or differently. Um, But ultimately our ability to recognize that, to process that, and then seek growth or change, that's the key. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of people who look back and and go, well, that guy is just a jerk and I don't care what I did. Okay. Well, that statement, that process of how you just, you know, reconceptualize the interaction, that already shows me that you're not ready to move forward. Right. right. Um, whereas you go, oh, you know what? In, in hindsight, I could have done this. Cool. Because the next time that that does happen in your life, you're going to be able to go, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take care of this for you, but you're not welcome back. And I, I think uh, factually, I mean, we have personally encountered that in our flagship. And I think it's interesting because um, I listen to horror stories from other business owners, from other individuals, and certainly internally, we've talked about, you know, previous work experiences. And uh, and I think about the fact that we have had those similar interactions over, you know, a couple decades worth of, uh, of you know, of public opinion, of public works that we've done. Um, but because uh, I think that um, my approach and then ultimately the approach of this business has been unique in that sense that um, I can confidently say we had a customer come in and we offer a, a, an inspection diagnostic for their vehicle. We came in, we did the inspection diagnostic. Um, it's very thorough from, you know, from headlight to taillight inspection. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, the customer was unhappy that we did that. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that to the best of my ability, we front load what that inspection is going to be, why we're doing it, blah, 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 blah. You know, like I feel like we're doing our job on, on our part. We do these inspections all the time. There's written material on social media, on our website. Um, those, you know, those places for us to advertise this. And at the end of the day, he was unhappy that we did the inspection, despite the fact that, you know, that he agreed to that. Yeah. So now we're in a moment where a particular customer is upset, uh, just shy of irate, uh, is being, you know, defensive about their approach. And, uh, and ultimately was, 
you know, making it uncomfortable for our employees who were trying to, to handle them. So, you know, for me, it was simple enough to go out there, take his money in full, return it to him and say, you're not welcome here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Say, you know what? That That's fine. Uh, it is unfortunate. We didn't get our time's worth of payment, but it's better to take that, that high ground, that high road and say, you know what? It's, this is, this is not worth this. Yeah. Right. Uh, that court of public opinion, I really don't, you know, need to defend our process to you because obviously we're, we're a good working business. That furniture company is a good working furniture company, you know, national, international, uh, uh, appeal. And one, you know, poor interaction is not going to make or break the experience, but we have to handle it to the best of our ability. Correct. Where we, you know, sh sh save, save face, right? Yep. And, and to say that that's a socially accepted, you know, statement where we're saving face in there and we're going, hey, you know what? I'm not even going to fuss about your vehicle with you anymore. Here's your money back. You just may not come back. Well, and it's back to that old saying, you got to, you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. 100%. You're, you're going to have bridges that have to be burnt down right but minimizing which bridges get burnt down and the way they burn down controlling the burn are what matters yep a controlled burn I, I love that idea because um again the idea that um you know the idea that you said we're sometimes you have to let things burn yeah right and so um you know so it's interesting because there's in that situation um, both with the furniture warranty situation and with our individual who did not like the results of his inspection, uh, we chose to purposely burn a bridge, yep. right? And that's an in, that's an in, that's with intentionality. And uh, I love all things with intention. Sometimes, as long as they're you know, as long as they're with good intention, right? Um, as long as you're not in, you know intentionally trying to be a jerk you know and it's it's funny cuz i actually this is applicable to all walks of life in my mind my mom when we were raising very little kids my mom always used to say if you are doing the best you can do so if you're being very intentional with your time energy and resource yeah it might not be as good as the neighbor as a person that you go to work with uh, it might not look the same as other people on social media, but if you are doing the very best that you can do, then you are uh, fully providing for your child, right? And that's a really interesting concept to explore because it's about intentionality, Yes. right? It, I'm, I'm being intentional with my time, energy, and resources when parenting. It might be intentional with my time, energy, and resources when, uh, you know, when trying to navigate relationships and customer service and logistics. Right. Right. So, um, if we're being intentional, when we l allow something to burn, uh, that I think is, is ultimately hypercritical. Yes. Um, you know, where you have a, a customer who has had a less than desirable experience and let's say that it was this warranty experience, and maybe it's maybe it's not as severe as yours, um, where they actually end up, you know, with a destroyed chair and throwing it back into the, you know, the front of the storefront. Maybe it's just, hey, I, I got a scratch on it, or hey, it's got a little squeak to it, and and I'm I'm 
this is my fourth time complaining about something. Oh, I didn't really like the color. Maybe the first time it was the delivery dates, right? Go yep. back to your go back to your contractor conversation about, well, it has to be here by the 20th and it's already the 13th and I'm only available two days and it's only between 2 and 3 p.m. in the and afternoon. Those, and those are days that you don't even go that direction Correct. on your routes. Yep. Correct. Right, right, right. So let's say it's that first. Um you know, then it's once it gets there, you know, then the delivery drivers have to wait for 45 minutes because the individual's not even home yet, you know, after making a stink about it. And now they, you know, they're trying to deliver and it's either. And they're like, oh, I had to run a quick errand. I'll be right back 45 minutes later. Yeah, something yep. crazy, right? Now there's, oh, the the drivers, you know, now there's a scratch on my, my dining room set. Is there really, you know, can I just send a tech out and he can look at it, see if he can, you know, uh, buff and buff and fill and. No, 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 it needs to go back. Well, okay, wait a second. Let me go take, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Um, let's say it's one of those individuals where it's never, the, the chair's never coming home and getting, or coming back to the store and getting thrown in the front window. Right, right. Um, but it's just the little things It's the over little time. things over and over and over again. And what if that customer calls back and says, hey, well, you know, I want you to take this chair back. I'm like, you already had it for 45 days, 50 days, whatever. I think at that point in time, you go, you know what, you know, you want to bring this chair in, you set a bunch of qualifiers to ensure that it's a equal lateral experience yes. for both of you. Yep. You set those qualifiers and you say, you know what, we are willing to do it this one time, but here's all the conditions that we're going to need met. And you're going to have to bring it back, yep. knowing full well of all these other things that they've done in the first place. And they don't bring it back on day one. Yep. And then they don't bring it back on day three. And they don't bring it back on day seven. That's allowing it to burn, yep. right? Because yes, we've done all that. We front loaded our customer service experience, but at this point in time, now it's on them to make something happen. And so long as it's convenient for them, they're they're willing to continue to be a pain in the butt. You so know? and and then on that regard, if you're going to let a burn a bridge burn, make sure you've documented everything on your end. Yes. Because that exact scenario that you just described, it's like you've heard this story from me. I don't know. It was weird because <laughs> right. I've had that exact scenario, and it was a year later. Mm. A year later, they came in with the chair. And like, hey, I called in, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. You guys were going to swap this out for me. I'm like, a couple weeks? Wait, what? Like 52? <laughs> uh, I literally had to go back through because they had spoke with a different manager right um, it was one of my assistant managers at the time and i i went back through and found the notes and it's like this was literally a year ago right and they're like oh has it been that long yeah yeah i'm gonna go ahead and swap it for you but never again we're not doing this game <laughs> no never again and i think that if we can give our listeners some very finite tools about uh a, you know purposely burning bridges or allowing bridges to burn, it is a, uh, to do it with class and be humble about it, right? Uh, do it with some intention. Yes. And uh, make sure that it is conditional and and documented. Yes. Right? And so those, those things are going to allow you to fire that customer, to terminate a relationship that you're having. Yes. Right? Um, they're going to allow you to go your separate ways 
without animosity. Correct. Because ultimately, I think one of the biggest things, uh, and it's very challenging as a little kid, you want to think that everybody should get along, right? And I, I don't think we should be raising our, our, our families that way, our, our children that way. I think we need to say, we as humans don't always get along. Yeah. And we don't always like each other. Yeah. And yet we need to be civic or civil uh, in our process when interacting with people. The same goes for we're not going to get along with every customer, every member of a committee. We're not always going to have great, you know, sunshine and rainbow experiences. Well, and, and that's going to lead us into another conversation that we are eventually going to have to talk about on this podcast, and that's personalities. Sure. Not only knowing that there's different types of personalities, but knowing when your personality is going to clash and when it's appropriate to have somebody else step in for you because it's going to clash. Yeah. And I and I will just say on the you know, my my soapbox, that is one of what I believe uh, potentially one of my strengths, but also the strength of this business that our our flagship business is the fact that we have multiple voices and we allow people uh, when we have consistent branding and talking to then inter interject or intercede into those relationships. Yes. So when one customer doesn't seem to be communicating well uh, with, you know, with their initial point of contact, we can easily feed somebody else into the pipeline and take over the account, yes. you know? And I've seen a couple of businesses do that very, very successfully. And I think that that is a, a trade secret of more successful customer service oriented businesses. Um, but I've also seen some businesses totally crash and burn on that. Oh, and if you build your whole sales relationship on the fact that you've got to get all the sales, you're ultimately going to crash as a business because you're not taking that opportunity to cross sale and, and hey, I need you to take these guys so we can close the sale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to close it because it's my sale. And then you burn that bridge. Right, right. That's, and and, and that, in that situation is either accidental or, you know, that other person really wanted to work with you know, Jim Bob in your, in your business. And, yeah. and now you're insisting on trying to close it. No, no doubt. Yeah. I is really interesting concepts. And I, I think that we have some, some great tools for our listeners to, to, uh, both rationalize and, and then accept that intentionally burning a bridge or allowing the bridge to burn is okay when, when done well. Correct. Yeah. It was a, it was a great conversation. Folks, I, I really, really feel strongly that you should be part of this conversation as well. And you can join us by emailing or texting us. We read and respond to almost everything. Uh, we really hope that you are benefiting from this. That is the uh, the the sole purpose of why we're here is to try and share uh, what makes our experience a little unique or a little different to have some of these organic conversations and include you. You can get involved by texting us directly on our text only number 440-855-2100 or emailing Jeffrey, our producer at J-E-F-F, -F, the letter C at S-F-J. 4x4.com. You can just Google SFJ4x4.com. You're going to find our contact information there and, and get involved with us. Additionally, you can find us on social media, on uh, Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to, uh, to get social with you. So look us up, get involved, and become part of the American hustle. And this is my world now.
To handle yourself, use your head. To handle others, use your heart. And that's Eleanor Roosevelt. Ah, good old Ellie. I, I'm not actually on a first name basis with her. I was going to say, <laughs> we're, we were talking about age a little bit ago. I'm, I'm starting to question things. <laughs> oh, goodness. Read it again, Jeffrey. I, you know, I always, always like to, to have it repeated. Oh, or maybe I have a production note too. Yeah, if you want to read it, you're welcome I could to. Read it. I always like to read it myself, and I thought, oh, you didn't give me production notes today, but you did. So Yeah, look at that. To handle, <laughs> to handle yourself, use your head. To handle others, use your heart. Now, that is Eleanor Roosevelt. And that is, you know, that goes right back to how we how we fire that that individual. Yep. Um, how we burn that bridge or we allow it to burn. Yep. Um, because, you know, because I, I, if, if you get that serendipitous, because I talked about when you point fingers, you know, three or four are pointing back at Absolutely. you. And that's, you know, to handle yourself, use your head because that's. We're, we're, we're doing some, you know, reflection of ourselves. That's why I love that you don't read the quotes ahead of time, because I try to pick ones that I think are going to be relevant to the topic. But until we actually have the conversation, I never know right. how it's going to go. Right. And so far, we've we've been we, on point. We, we're on point. <laughs> and, that's, and that's valuable to know, folks. I intentionally don't read that way through the production notes. In fact, obviously, today, I didn't even know I had production notes. <laughs> so... So I am I am experiencing a lot of this, uh, you know, the same as, as you all are. And I like to hear the quote of the week. And this quote of the week speaks to and summarizes very well the, the entirety of our conversation. Well, and I think the, the whole point of that is if you're going to use your head, that means you're having a knee-jerk reaction when you're reacting to a customer. Mm -hmm. You have to stop, think about it, and use your heart to make the right decisions that's benefiting both the customer and the business at the same time. Right, right. To the yeah. best of your abilities. I think there's there's there is a, an idea that oftentimes we talk about use your head, think harder, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I actually am largely of the belief that many people kind of get lost in their head. Yes. Right. As a as a longtime athletic competitor, I recognize the advantage not only to the physical play on the field or the court, but the head games that you play. And ultimately that's you know that competition and and head games is not uh just on the court or the field yeah. that carries through with us all through life and so sometimes we can get stuck in our own head you know yeah. and so being able to 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 you know calm ourselves use our heart and say hey am i am i honoring uh, myself am i honoring uh, my career path my business am i taking care of this customer to the best of our ability are we separating amicably? You know, those types of things is, is incredibly valuable. So this this was a fantastic um, three-part series. And like I said, if you if folks, if you didn't check out Proper Application of Leverage, go back, you know, a couple different uh, podcasts, a couple, you know, podcast series back. Gracious. <laughs> go back a couple episodes and... <laughs> And check out proper application of leverage, and then we'll progress into, you know, too much leverage and burning bridges, and now into this conversation of when we want to intentionally burn them. And, you know, hopefully that paints a very clear picture uh, for you. And if you have questions, we gave you that contact information. Please do that. We want to hear from you. And make sure that you are using these concepts or if you have other ones to offer us, we want to know about that. We want people to do good, to become better, 
and to achieve their American dream. Get out there and get hungry. And stay hungry. And this is my world. The American dream is not dead. We want to help you along the way. With over 40 years of combined leadership experience, we want to help you succeed. Share your stories, ask us questions, and believe in the American dream. Through heart and hustle, we will show you the path of success and hopefully have a little fun along the way. You can email us at jeffc at sfj4x4.com or text us at 440-855-2100. Until next time, lead with your heart and keep hustling.